This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Talenti Gelato and Sorbetto, which is bringing you flavorize.us. And it turns what you say on the internet into a unique flavor of gelato. So basically, like, I signed into my Facebook profile, and then I went to flavorize.us, and it, like, analyzed my Facebook profile yeah. and, and, like, my current mood. It, I mean, it didn't, it didn't like, look inside my brain. I, I should clarify. I had no. to click what my current mood was. They don't offer that technology yet. And then it told me that my flavor, I mean, here's, here's who I am okay. in, an, in a Talenti gelato flavor. I am coffee, liquor, pie crust. That sounds like a sentence with a subject and a predicate, but if you don't (laughs) read it that way, it sounds delicious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to be, I'm delicious. What if, what do you think flavorize.us would do if you're like a hater? None of our listeners are haters, so it's irrelevant. Uh, what what flavor would go with that? It would be like... Angry Berry. <laughs> Angry Berry. Well, you can find out what you are by visiting flavorize.us and flavorizing yourself and combining your flavor with others if you want to. Some flavors will actually get made in real life. Ooh. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today on the show, we are talking about breadcrumbs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I was really surprised when you told me you were looking forward to this. I feel kind of like workmanlike about it. Let's be real. <laughs> all right. I think breadcrumbs, they they kind of make everything better. They're like, you know, you put, can I, put cheese on something, you can put breadcrumbs on something. I feel I, I feel like you're right. I mean, whenever I have something, well, well, let's let's talk about this. Is there a memory lane of breadcrumbs for you? I mean, what if you follow the breadcrumbs down memory lane? <laughs> the breadcrumb trail? Yeah. Um, is that what they did in Hansel and Gretel? Was it breadcrumbs? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Okay. You get to, <laughs> I grew up in a candy house. <laughs> um, and uh, I, yeah, my, my parents were witches, but like good witches. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything about breadcrumbs. How about you? I'm spitting an ice cube. Yeah, you didn't know it was going to get thrown back to you so I didn't. soon. Uh, so breadcrumbs. Um, you know, like I think that I have always been a little bit confused about nomenclature. God, I've always oh. wanted to say nomenclature yeah, on this show. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud <clears> of you. I've always been a little bit confused about nomenclature because breadcrumbs cover a wide range of things. It, it ranges from like, you know, there's like fine breadcrumbs that right. are like dry, dry 
fine breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that are almost like a powder that you would like maybe bread uh, fish fillet with or something sure. like that. Then there are like the kind of breadcrumbs that I tend to use in meatballs that I make from a fresher kind of bread. Yeah. And they are maybe like the like um, the size of like a fine gravel, but they're but they're bigger than but for fine breadcrumbs. And then, but then there's like breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel were dropping, which I've always pictured like soft croutons. Yeah, those are maybe more like rusks. Oh God, that really helps. Well, I just wanted to say rusks. So now, now we've each I gotten out of a rusk as like a thick Melba toast. You're right. I'm wrong. But you're, if you're so wrong. If you're playing our our word of the week game, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which is not a real thing, then uh, you know, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, the, the, but when you use the the fresh breadcrumbs for meatballs, do you do you like mix them with milk and kind of smoosh them into a paste? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Just keep crunching ice during our show. <laughs> it's it's what people signed up for. Yeah. I so when I make fresh breadcrumbs to use in meatballs, what I do is I saturate them with milk, uh, and I'm talking specifically about the meatball recipe that I learned from yes. Cafe Lago Restaurant here in Seattle. We'll link to it. Um, the, I wrote about the recipe for Bon Appetit magazine a while ago. And we'll link to it. Don't you worry, everyone. But anyway, you basically pour some whole milk over them and you get them kind of nice and soggy. And so then when you mix them into the meat mixture, they both give moisture and kind of this like gluey quality. Yeah. When and, and they fluff it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried that uh, we're not going to link to that recipe. Can you reassure me again? Oh, you know, Matthew, <laughs> don't you worry. We're going to link to that recipe, oh, by God. Thank you. I feel so much better. <laughs> um, I've kind of forgotten what the recipe I was. but I, <laughs> when I was So when I was thinking about breadcrumbs for this episode, I was thinking more like uh, in a crispy context, although I, I agree oh, really? with you. You weren't thinking with, about them in like a filler context? As you know, I'm a filler man. I think I, I think fillers are underrated. I think they're <laughs> underappreciated. I think uh, probably more things should have fillers than do. What recipe? Wait, what show was it that we talked about fillers on? Because we have talked about that. Was it meatloaf? I, I, it was either meatloaf or meatballs. Probably both. Okay, cool. Uh, I think it was meatballs. You're a filler man. I'm a filler man. However, didn't, didn't Curtis Mayfield write a song about you? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. And also, <laughs> also uh, Michael Jackson wrote a song about me. <laughs> it was called Filler. <laughs> There's <laughs> Yeah. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> Thanks. Good one. Um, it's amazing that you can still surprise me after all these years. Yeah, we've been married for Oh wait, I wasn't supposed oh, to say that. Oh. God, more than six years now. Six and a half years that, that we've been doing this show. That we've been fake married. That yeah. We've been fake married. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, yeah. That's a long time. That we've been spiritually married. Exactly. We, we, we that we've linked our fortunes together. Right. That's true. And and in a way our souls. Yes. So when I think about breadcrumbs, <laughs> um, I, I was envisioning in, in a, like a crispy context. So like breading things and frying them. Okay. Putting okay, breadcrumbs cool. on top. I'm, I'm not saying, I get I'm not it. saying no, this no, like, no. like I'm upset that you talked about meatballs. Although let's be honest, I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> okay. Let's switch over. I can switch. I can change. I can change, man. I know. Let's talk about You've crispy breadcrumbs. have been saying that for six and a half years. <laughs> let me, so, so let me talk about. And you're still crunching ice on microphone. Let me talk about one of the the times that I reach for breadcrumbs in a crispy capacity. <laughs> I like that a lot, yes. Yeah. So uh, probably a decade ago, I went to a restaurant here in the Seattle area called Cafe Juanita. 
And it was in the summertime and they had Romano beans, you know, those like sort of wonderful, uh, flat, really meaty green beans. And it seemed to me that what they did with these Romano beans, and I I came home and recreated them, I think, pretty successfully, was they took some olive oil and they kind of simmered um, garlic in it to infuse the olive oil. Yeah. Um, And then I'm guessing they removed the garlic clove and they put some fine, fresh, not fine, but like fresh breadcrumbs. Mm Uh, how can we describe the texture of fresh breadcrumbs? Well, that have been that have been toasted or crisped or just N- no, these were just fresh, um, kind of uh, pillowy. But but, but like, but, what's the size? How do we describe the mm. size we're talking about here? It's like uh, the size of a pencil eraser. Yeah. Okay. So they took some of those and I think they chucked them into that hot olive oil in the skillet. So they and let them fry. So they got kind of fried in this garlicky olive oil. Nice. And then they had blanched some Romano beans and they tossed them into the skillet and tossed it all together. So you got these Romano beans that were perfectly cooked and coated in garlicky olive oil and crispy, garlicky breadcrumbs. Oh, that's awesome. So good. So good. Yeah, that's a great way to crisp breadcrumbs is to take fresh breadcrumbs and just like saute the breadcrumbs in olive oil. Yes. And if there's a little garlic, so much the better. Mm -hmm. Another way is uh, you can toss breadcrumbs with olive oil and bake them. And make oh. a large amount of crispy breadcrumbs that way. And again, would you do this with like pencil size fresh breadcrumbs? Maybe a little Pe- excuse bit. Excuse me, pencil eraser size? Yes, that would work fine. I, I think I, I kind of tend toward a little bit finer than that. Oh, okay. I, I'm not a real fan of like the powdery ones. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I, I don't like the store-bought canned breadcrumbs at all. I feel like they are they don't have an interesting texture and they're bland. And so when you make like a big sheet pan of toasted breadcrumbs, mm. uh, so are you tossing it with olive oil and salt? Yeah. And then can you just keep them for a while and chuck them like into things? Like it'd be really good on like a simple green salad. For sure. Yes, you can. I mean, they, they, uh, they'll, they'll get a little stale and or rancid yeah. after a few days, I but a couple that. days, sure. Cool. Um, the thing that, so, so when I think of breadcrumbs, I think of Japan and I think of Italy. Because you think of panko and... What in Italy do you think of? Um, okay, a couple things come to mind. So um, there's this recipe that I used to make more often. It's a real, like, all-day project, uh, but is worth it, called um, potato gâteau. But spelled Some potato the, cake? Yeah, spelled the, spelled the Italian way, G-A-T-T-O, with a... Uh, Accent agu over the o, which is not what they call it in Italy. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And it's, it was a Lynn Rosetto Casper recipe, I believe, from the Italian country table. And you make like a uh, mashed potato cake uh, with like a layer of peas and sautéed onions, and you you've uh, stirred like salami into the into Ooh. the mashed potatoes, and then you top it with breadcrumbs and cheese. And are you baking this all in like a skillet in or a, like a baking dish? In a baking dish, yeah. So it's like an Italian casserole. It's a casserole, for sure. It's like an Italian shepherd's pie. Um, yeah, and it's real It's real rich. It's a great winter dish. Uh, I haven't made it in too long. Cool. Okay. And, and so for that, you're, you're, do the breadcrumbs just get toasted on top? Yeah, they just get toasted on top. And like a, a nice coarse, like even coarser than pencil eraser, uh, fresh breadcrumb works well for that. Wow. Oh. I feel like we're really like dangerously on topic. Wow, here. this is weird. I feel like Lynn Rosetto Casper right now. Ooh, ooh, yeah, and then you're gonna... Mm. Wait, are you the person who's who runs the uh, the Lynn Rosetto Casper phone sex line? I, <laughs> I recognize that voice. Ooh. I call every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> um, I, so let me tell what, you. Here's what you're gonna do. Let me tell you what I've got in my fridge. <laughs> it, <laughs> let me tell you what I've got in mine. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell me what you're wearing. Tell me what's in your fridge. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra may be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Yep, it's super smoothing. It's it's invisible. I mean, unless you don't want it to be. Is it literally invisible? <laughs> like you, you open the box and it appears to be an empty box? Uh-huh, and then you put it on and your breasts are just more pert, but uh, otherwise you look like you're naked. I mean, it is the ideal bra. Uh, Most of what we just said is Is not true. The true part is it's extremely comfortable. It is invisible under clothing. Mm -hmm. Except Um, except if you want to let the strap show, and I kind of recommend that you let the strap show because it's beautiful. It's pleated. The the, the hardware, it seems wrong to talk about hardware on a bra. I mm -hmm. feel like we're talking about like a... Like hammers and bolts and stuff? Yeah. But anyway, the hardware is gold plated. (laughs) Yeah, it's gold. It's got gold-plated hammers. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. It's not silver. It's not copper. <laughs> so by process of elimination, it's gold, and it looks great. It does look great, Matthew. Have you ever had a bra where the hook and eye sort of dug into your back? Um, no, I've had the experience of having it be difficult to unhook the hook and eye. <laughs> well, I think these are still a little difficult to unhook. Well, but I mean, that's they, should, really they should be a little difficult. It, it, you know, uh, the, the hook and eye are foam padded, so they never dig into my back. Like, I really like this bra, and I'm not just saying that. I guess what we're saying is it looks great if people can see it. It looks great <laughs> if people can't see it. <laughs> Right? It looks great. It feels great on your body. It feels great off your body. It feels great off your body. It might, you know, it stays on your body, maybe even when you're whoever whoever might want to take it off. (laughs) That does not sound like a selling point. I mean, it's not armor. (laughs) It's the chastity belt of bras. It's not. Okay. Anyway, great. We can't use this. No, this this will not make you want to be chased. This bra will make you want to be unchased. Exactly. Uh, So to get a free trial of the 24-7 t-shirt bra, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. They will send you one, and you can try it out for 30 days. Uh, Cut off the tags, wash it, do what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, just send it back. It'll be free to send it back, and your card won't be charged. So, for that free trial, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. What else do you do with breadcrumbs? I mean, I'm trying to think uh, other places. Oh, like, what about on spaghetti? Let's talk about that in the Italian, yes. in the Italian you know, uh, situation. That's I think the thing it, I was going to do next. Oh, okay, next. go for it. Yeah, I love to make a, a like a spaghetti that's really just uh, like kind of tossed with olive oil and uh, a fried, you put a fried egg and a bunch of breadcrumbs on top. Okay. That's an oh, awesome dish. That sounds really good. Cool. You know, I think there's also some Zuni Cafe recipe where you um, you fry an egg and then you kind of uh, finish it. You almost make like a little pan sauce to pour over it, I think with some sherry vinegar in, in the, the fat in the frying pan. Yeah, that and sounds I good. I think she recommends, I think Judy Rogers recommended that you put some toasted breadcrumbs on top of that egg. Mm. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Breadcrumbs anywhere near a fried egg is, is not going to be a bad thing. In fact, I think you could say it's almost always a good thing. Yeah, you could say that if you want to be direct. Yeah, okay. Let's go back to panko. And we haven't really talked about how to bread things with breadcrumbs. Because I don't really know how. Oh, this is not a thing you do? This is a thing I do a lot. Yeah, no, I just don't use breadcrumbs that much. I mean, I know I'm sounding enthusiastic, but I'm really just doing it because I'm your fake spouse and I want to show up for you. Well, I'm going to bring you into the breadcrumb fold. Okay. 
Um, Fold me in. Okay. Uh, with, with like a big spatula. A big spatula. Yeah. Be very oh. gentle. Don't deflate me. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to call that, that Lynn Rosetto Casper line and talk about getting <laughs> folded with a big spatula. <laughs> <clears throat> gentle. Uh, you don't want to deflate her. Damn. Uh, so, whoa, I really like lost my train of thought wow. there. <laughs> Woo! I, I need some more of this sangria. Matthew loves a big spatula. So, okay, here's how you bread things. I like to do a three-part breading. Uh, you take like three plates, uh, like like uh, cake, cake pans or pie plates work well. Mm-hmm. You put flour in the first one. You put beaten eggs in the second one. You put breadcrumbs in the third one. I think panko generally works best, but uh, like a, a Let's fresh- talk, What is panko? Okay. Panko are Japanese breadcrumbs. Uh-huh. You you don't make them. You you only buy them. Okay. Uh, and they're they're like the lightest, crispiest of breadcrumbs, and they're used they're used for like breading and frying stuff in Japan or among. It's it's what tempura is breaded in. It's not. Oh. <laughs> That's a batter. Oh, is that a beer batter? Um, it's not a beer batter, but it's a batter. Great. I, I I'm keep just going to shoot I'm down everything you say. I'm just going to striking out here because it's it's entertaining for you, the Go listener. On. Let's let's hear some more. Let's false hear some statements. more stuff that Molly really doesn't understand. This is a debunking. Let's talk about other things I don't understand, like nuclear physics. Let's talk about it. All right. So there's the strong force and the weak force, <laughs> and there's gravity and there's some other force. And that there's I don't matter remember. and there's antimatter. Oh, you get them together and shit goes boom. Carry like, on. Yeah. I'm like, your yeah, like what happens when you drop a, a vegetable that's been coated in batter into a vat of hot oil. If shit go, goes boom. If shit goes boom, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> was the oil too hot? Is that what you're saying? Or like you you put like uh, there was like an ice cube in there or, or like oh too my much God, liquid can you or imagine? something. Oh, don't ever do that. Yeah. D- we're not kidding here. Don't ever get an ice cube near a pot of hot oil. No, this just got really serious. Don't mix bleach and... Uh, things that aren't supposed to be mixed with bleach. Um, <laughs> this is a safety podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, we're every every week we're going to have a, a, a new mess- admonition for <laughs> you. <laughs> wow, you've used a lot of good words on this episode. You said admonition. You. you said what was the other thing? Oh, it was so long ago. Who who can say? I don't know anymore. Um, I, I was Did in the I middle say of contextualize. That's always that a favorite a, of mine. That was, that was a different, different episode. episode. <laughs> um, so oh, so what is panko? Here's the crazy thing about panko that I only learned recently. <laughs> this is how they make panko. This is so crazy. You're not going to believe me. And then you're going to go to YouTube and look up a video of this happening. And it's like it's like watching a horror movie. I okay. wish that the listeners could see your face because you look so excited. Okay. Remember in the movie Frankenstein how they made Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how? Didn't they put together a whole bunch of like parts and then like electrocuted or something? Yes. So that's also how they make panko. That you make some bread dough and then electrocute the bread dough. Oh, really? And until it's cooked, and the reason they do this is because it produces a loaf of bread that has no crust. Wow. And then, that's super dry and has no crust and then they grind it up. That's crazy. So they're baking the bread by electrocution. Yes. This is the most amazing sci-fi podcast you've ever heard, folks. Yes. It's also one of the best safety podcasts. (laughs) Okay. So panko, what do you do with panko? How do you bread stuff? So anyway, you do flour, then an egg mixture, beaten Mm -hmm. egg, and then panko. Yep. So uh, you you salt the thing you want to bread, usually, uh, unless it's going to go in a salty dipping sauce later. Uh, You dip it in the flour. You shake off the flour, you dip it in the egg, you let the egg drip off, and then you roll it in panko, 
And uh, optionally... That's so interesting that you do the flour first. What does that do? It's to get the egg to adhere better. Ah, because if it were just like, let's say we're talking about like a fish fillet. Let's talk about it. It's kind of like uh, got a slippery texture. So the egg might just slide right off of it. Yeah. Or if it's something like uh, really dry, like like a piece of bell pepper or something. Oh, I get that. Um, Yeah. And it's uh, it's really easy to do. It is a little bit messy. It's a great thing to force your kids to do. So what do you do with panko then? Like if you were going to make like like chicken nuggets, you would bread them in panko? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what what else do you do with panko? Um, I'll bread a pork cutlet. Uh, Is that I'll, ton, tonkatsu? Yeah, I'll bread a chicken cutlet. I'll, you know, bread a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bread that. I'd bread that shrimp. Um, you know, I'll bread stuff and then fry it, either pan fry or deep fry. Cool. More, more often pan Gosh, fry. I feel like I actually learned something from this podcast today, and I don't know how I feel about that. I know. It feels weird, it doesn't does it? It does feel weird. Listener, we are so sorry. It's it's like when you go into something not thinking you're going to have a learning experience, and then you unexpectedly have a learning experience. So it, disappointing. It sort of throws you off your game. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm feeling so somber now. And yeah. like, oh, like I need to stretch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that to you. I, it wasn't my intention. Oh, I can't believe um, so exhausted. yeah, but breading things is fun. Breading things is fun. Um, I really do like also um, doing the sa- exactly the same kind of breading, but with fresh breadcrumbs, uh, particularly for like a pounded chicken cutlet. It has so, a real like kind of smooth, crispy outer layer. Interesting. So you would take maybe like breadcrumbs like I would use in my meatball recipe mm-hmm. and you would do this three part breading technique with it and then pan fry it yeah maybe maybe ground a little finer okay and and so that produces a really different product than a panko breaded situation yeah less less like spiky and more like a smooth but crispy more browned layer cool yeah. I, I okay i feel like i'm i'm wow um, i feel like i'm thinking all kinds of serious thoughts i know you can also use gravel Oh, that's such a good Very idea. Crispy. You know how I love a good dental emergency. <laughs> I do know that. One of my biggest turn-ons. <laughs> I mean, not not as big as, as calling Rosetta Casper, obviously. <laughs> but right up there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to chew on a rock. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's so crunchy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Okay. All right. What if she listens to this show? She doesn't listen to this show. Of course she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No, I would be more surprised if I learned that Beyonce listened to this show. Which I would be more surprised if I learned that Beyonce listened to this show. Yeah, that, Did you that know we, she's got hot meant, sauce in her bag? I meant less surprised, but I don't know what I meant. Anyway, none of those people listen to this show no. because they have better things to do. Yeah, unlike you, listener. <laughs> Jeez, thanks a lot, Matthew. <laughs> Sorry, that was... Well, I mean, li- listeners are in the same boat as us. We're recording this on a boat. <laughs> We're all... Um, that boat is sinking. Quickly. <laughs> so anything else about breadcrumbs before we go down, like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I'm going to go down like Kate Winslet. Wait, I, she didn't go down. Um, oh, <laughs> maybe she did. I don't know. No, no, she turned into the old lady who's telling the story. Just, just when you said go down and Kate Winslet, my mind went places other than the Titanic. I get it. Good. I'm glad you got it. I got it. Yeah. I, I really like that part in that movie where she was naked on the couch. Right? No, I don't remember that. What? I haven't seen this movie since it came out. We are talking about Titanic. I haven't seen it since it came out either, but I didn't forget that part where I he's- I forgot he's, that part. He's like sketching her. He is? Yeah. And, and do you see like all her stuff? Yeah. 
Really? I mean, that's how I remember it. Yeah. Wow, really? I think you filled in the blanks in, like, I don't, with I think, your imagination. I think they went to the very edge of the PG-13. I don't think you saw, like, barrier. nipples. I think you did. Really? I think, okay, listeners. <laughs> cool, I'm going to go watch Titanic. I, I want you to weigh in, like, were, were there nipples in Titanic? Yeah, so go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast, and answer this question for us. Did we see Kate Winslet's nipples in Titanic? Yeah, if only there were some other way to answer this question, but no, we have to go to you, <laughs> the listeners, because as we've established, you have nothing better to do. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra might be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. And to get your hands on one, no charge, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and get a 30-day free trial. If you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back. Your card will not be charged a thing. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. You can find us uh, at our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com, where, um, I don't know, can we link to some of the, the like, Breaded. things you do with breadcrumbs? I think so. Have, have I published any of those things as recipes? Maybe. Uh, mm. We can definitely link to that. Oh, we already said we were going to link to the meatball recipe. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> I'm still, I, I feel a level of concern. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, anything else we need to tell them to do? You can leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, that would be delightful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, if you if you listen very closely, you might hear a nipple. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Oh, such a I'm scam. so angry. Oh, my God. It's the most, it's the greatest injustice in our country today. It is. Uh, and that and me crunching ice cubes on in, mic, my, yeah. in the microphone. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.